With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to A's Plus, the San Francisco Chronicles podcast on the Oakland A's and Major League Baseball. I'm your host, Chronicle beat writer Susan Slusser, and today's guests are A's Assistant General Manager and Director of Player Personnel, Billy Owens, here to look at some of the team's more pressing roster questions and to provide his thoughts on Kyler Murray's decision. Plus, former A's outfielder Coco Crisp joins us to discuss his work on the A's radio broadcast this year, all coming up next on A's Plus like to welcome to A's Plus Podcast, the A's Assistant General Manager, Billy Owens. Billy, you've had a big hand in assembling this group of players that the A's are kind of looking at now with the Japan trip looming. Uh, in your mind, uh, how are things shaping up with this roster and, and what are you really liking from this squad? I, I like uh, the fact that we were kind of a strong year last year. We won 97 games. I really had a, a, a good second half. And honestly, going from the playoffs in 2012, 13 and 14, uh, hitting that lull in 15, 16 and 17. And so for the young players to come up, the Matt Chapmans, uh, Matt Olson, Chad Pender, um, Franklin Barreto, and to see those guys start to, to come up, matriculate through the system, Marcus Simeon, uh, Stephen Piscotti last year, and to now to, to come out here. And just going over the roster, I mean, you look at, you know, third base, uh, Matt Chapman obviously is uh, good on the offense and defensive side of the ball. Uh, same for uh, Marcus Simeon. Uh, go to go to first base. And uh, Matt Olson, um, the trade with Profar at, at second base, uh, right field with uh, Piscotti, uh, and center field with Loriano. I mean, you got guys at those positions that are good offensively and, and defensively, and they really don't have a strong platoon either way. So it's kind of bodes well going forward. Yeah, the, the defense looks spectacular again, and I think um, maybe people don't realize that the defense was one of the main reasons that, that this team, I think, won last year, especially given some of the injuries in the starting rotation uh, and, and question marks there. And and if anything, this year, it looks like it might be stronger in so, no small part because Loriano is going to be out there for a full season. Yeah, I mean, Loriano's a big piece. I mean, getting him last year from the Astros – uh, him coming up the last two months of the season. Uh, I mean, obviously the, the play in uh, Anaheim was one of the highlights of, of the whole Major League Baseball season. But uh, he's a five-tool player. He'll have a chance this year to really assert himself. And just, you know, going with the theme of having the two-way players, guys that are good offensively and defensively, not really having that true platoon split like we've had a couple years in the past, uh, gives, gives guys a chance to be on the field. But actually our depth perspective, too, you know, when you got Sean Murphy sitting there um, starting the year in AAA, and you got pieces that can emerge. Uh, Jesus Lazardo through the last. I mean, he's been been awesome. And, and it's honestly with uh, Lazardo, uh, the numbers are great in spring training, but you still haven't seen the, the 
true Jesus Lazardo because when he's really on his game, he doesn't walk anybody. He attacks his own. Uh, he uses uh, all three pitches, and he really manipulates uh, the fastball. The fastball can go anywhere from 91 miles an hour to 98 when he smells a strikeout. So when he really uh, gets his feet wet in the major leagues at some point this year, uh, you'll see a true ace at some point. I've got to ask you, because the decision time is coming up, could you see him as a guy? I mean, obviously he's in contention for the rotation spot. Could you see him being in the in the rotation straight away? Yeah, honestly, I mean, that's, you know, we'll discuss that beforehand. And there's no looming timetable for that. I think uh, once the kid comes up full time, he'll be ready to go for the rest of the year. So whether that's Japan or whether it's uh, sometime in April and May, uh, when he's just has his sea legs underneath him, he's got a chance to be who he is as a as a big league ball player, um, I mean, this, this kid's going to be a monster. I mean, he throws strikes. Uh, the, the repertoire is, is scintillating. Uh, he can move it back and forth. He's got tremendous touch. So it's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when. Uh, another guy that has really impressed, I think, this spring that's in a in a contention for a roster spot is Frankie Montas. Everybody's a little familiar with him now, but he looks like he's got um, more maturity this spring, um, and he, he looks like he's come in on a mission. What, what's your view been of Montas? Yeah, Montas, for one, he's 25 years old. I think he started off his career with the Red Sox, got traded to the White Sox, then he went to the Dodgers, and then we traded for him. Uh, so that was his fourth team. And But now he's 25. Uh, the attraction early in his career, he threw up to 100 miles an hour. Uh, he's really uh, he's improved his breaking ball. Uh, he had a changeup he used last year. Uh, this year he's going more so with the split finger fastball, but it has like a change of effect to it. And I think he feels comfortable with that grip more so than a true uh, circle change. And he's using it for a strong percentage out here. And just to offset the 95 to 100 and the breaking ball, which I think he can tease more and change the shape, but he's starting to assert himself. He's out of options. Uh, he's a talented um, pitcher. And just, you know, along that theme of Daniel Mingdon, uh, Chris Bassett, uh, and Frankie Montas, uh, those are three guys that maybe they didn't make the headlines in the offseason, but uh, they'll definitely assert themselves at some point this year in the major leagues. The bullpen was so spectacular last year. Um, obviously, Familia leaves as a free agent. You guys bring in Joaquim Soria. Um, what do you like about Soria? Obviously, he's been in the major leagues for a while. He's got some experience. He's had a lot of success in a, a couple stops. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, you go by Billy Bean, David Forrest. I mean, certain guys you talk about, I mean, you only trade for or you sign as a free agent, you know, once or twice. But guys like like Joaquin Soria, I mean, he's got like a decade long history of almost getting him in a trade, per se, or yeah. almost signing him as a free agent. And so at some point, Billy Bean gets his man. <laughs> and um, it's been cool. I mean, just seeing Soria, he's been up to 94. He's been comfortable at 91, 92. Uh, he's using a lot of different angles as far as his arm slots, uh, what he throws to home plate. Uh, his breaking ball has, has a lot of different shapes to it. But the fact that he has a different arm slots, the experience, he moves the ball around. Uh, the command's always been above uh, major league average. That's why he's been a, been a guy that's, um, I think he's been in big league since 2007. So uh, he's going to be a big addition to our uh, bullpen. Now, Billy, I uh, had the pleasure of sitting down with you for a big story I wrote for the Chronicle about you several weeks ago, uh, and you're from the Bay Area, you're from San Jose, and uh, I, I think everyone was was really pleased to see that you're kind of climbing the ranks in the baseball world, a lot of buzz, that, that potentially you could be headed for a GM spot at some point. Um, how do you kind of sum up where your career has gone over the last 10 years, especially being able to work here with people like David and Billy? 
Uh, it's been a great, I mean, learning experience. You go back, Oakland's always been from a playing standpoint. Guys start their careers and sometimes like a Jason Giambi uh, go on to, to grander things per se, Miguel Tejada, uh, Eric Chavez. But from a front office standpoint, you know, you had Paul D. Podesta who started here. Uh, J.P. Ricciardi started here, became a general manager uh, elsewhere. Uh, Grady Fuson started here. He, he went elsewhere to Texas and San Diego, and he came back. And Keith Lipman uh, is the dean of all farm directors. So, you know, Oakland and Sandy Alderson, and Sandy's back. And we yeah. said it's great to have Sandy. I mean, really the the godfather of the whole money ball era. Uh, Sandy came over as the um, as a lawyer for the A's in the early 80s, uh, uh, went to become a general manager here. Then after that, he worked for the commissioner's office, uh, San Diego Padres as the president. And then the last decade, he's been the GM of the New York Mets. So it's great to have Sandy back. I mean, what a just a great man, a Marine, uh, Ivy League graduate, uh, two-time major league uh, general manager. So uh, it's good having people like Sandy, Billy Bean, David Force uh, to look up to. And in my career path, I mean, I'm a guy, I'm a baseball connoisseur. You know, I got as far as I could as a player. Uh, put the put the glove and bat away. I became an area scout, worked my way up up to cross checker to executive, and and now on the cusp of maybe doing something more. But honestly, and I love it here. You know, definitely ready for the next step, whatever that may be. But honestly, it's just about um, enjoying what you do, having a passion for it, uh, bringing some energy every day, and just trying to you know buck the trend. I mean things. When, you, when everybody else zigs, you want to be able to zag at some point. When people are playing checkers, you want to play chess. So it's a fun game. Uh, I think, Billy, people know that you are kind of involved in, in the A's deciding to draft Kyler Murray. You got pretty close with Kyler and his his folks. So what kind of, from, a, from afar, what's your thoughts on how things wound up? Obviously, you guys retain his baseball rights. Should he decide to, he wants to come back and he's just a very special football player to boot? Yeah, just, uh, it's a very, I mean, it's a, Interesting story. I mean, Kyler had a tremendous career from a high school perspective on the gridiron. Uh, his father was an um, All-American quarterback at Texas A&M. And Calvin Murray, Bay Area, played for the Giants in the big leagues, is, uh, is his uncle, and he was a two-time first-round pick. And so Kyler, he, um, he transfers from A&M. He goes to Oklahoma. We identified him all the way back at the Under Armour game when he was 15 years old in Chicago. And so sitting out two years, he comes back, and lo and behold, he follows Baker Mayfield, and he wins the Heisman Trophy. Yeah. So, what I mean, <laughs> yeah, what are the odds? I mean, the fact that you, you knew the talent. I mean, obviously, we wouldn't have taken a kid ninth in the country if we didn't think the talent was immense. But for him to step on that gridiron, go out there, basically run the table, get uh, Oklahoma to the Final Four as far as the NCAA uh, to play the Alabama and, and – throw for 300 and run for 100, which has only been done like one other time versus Alabama, and that's uh, Deshaun Watson. So, I mean, and the kids, he had big choices. I mean, he had definitely uh, – we we definitely were aggressive in, in trying to, you know, fortify our offer. And from an NFL perspective, it sounds like he has a chance to, you know, be one of the top 10 picks, if not a lot higher than that. So, I mean, at 21 years old – It's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing, <laughs> and it's pretty – Pretty big decision. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, to have a chance to be under center uh, in front of the world right now or to, you know, be in two years where you go play in the minor leagues, you grind through it and you learn your lessons, you get better and to be a star in a baseball field, which we truly think he can he can be. I mean, yeah. he, he's a five tool talent. 
his mental game is a very, very strong. Uh, he's got a lot of pride in, in what he does. And so whatever he puts his mind to, Kyler's going to be successful. And, and hopefully at some point he'll be successful wearing the green and gold. Yeah, I think that's that's a good way to put it. I think everybody's kind of rooting for him to have success in the NFL because that seems like that's maybe his passion. And if it doesn't work out or if at some point later in the future, he's a guy I think, unlike maybe some other NFL players that we've seen try to come back and play baseball, I think he could maybe do it. Yeah, it's like anything in business. I mean, you, you just you want to have competition. It's like when the kids come out of high school, there, there's always a, you know, you got a professional opportunity to play Major League Baseball or you got a chance to, to play college like I did at, at Arizona, uh, play in one of those major conferences. So you never go say something negative about the alternative. Right. You always put present the positives of the, the choices. Right. And the guy's got amazing choices. You got yeah. a chance to play in the National Football League tomorrow or get a lucrative contract in Major League Baseball and assert himself and be a five-tool center fielder. So, I mean... He's a unique talent yeah. out there. I mean, he's probably the only 21-year-old that, that has that op opportunity right now. Yeah, that's a that's kind of a win-win any way you look at it. Billy Owens, thanks so much for joining us on Ace Plus. We hope to get you on many times in the future. Uh, Susan, thanks so much. Uh, definitely out here in the field. Uh, read your stuff every day. Uh, just getting the pulse of the team. I mean, you know pretty much um, from the A's perspective, MLB, um, it's, it's amazing what you do. Uh, appreciate the article. I mean, definitely my parents, you know, being from the Bay Area, uh, that was uh, from a family perspective, it, it meant a lot. So uh, thank you so much, Susan. Uh, it was a pleasure. Oh, that's, I'm going to have you on way more often now, Billy. Oh, that's, uh, you know what? It was uh, nice to hear from so many people in San Jose who think so highly of you and remember you so well. So thanks for joining us. Cool. Thanks to Billy Owens for joining us today. You can read more about him in the profile I wrote about Billy Owens last month and available on the San Francisco Chronicle website. After this break, we'll be back with Coco Crisp. Former A's outfielder Coco Crisp, a fan favorite, is with us on A's Plus. Coco, you're starting almost a, a new career here with uh, the, your first radio broadcast today. Uh, how did this come about? Is this something you'd like to maybe do full time? Well, we'll see. Uh, it, it was just brought to my attention uh, probably a month, two months ago. And then talking with my family, they kind of talked me into it for the most part. Oh, you're good at it. You'll be great. And this and that. And I was kind of on the fence about it. But as they kept talking, I was like, you know what? I'll, okay, I'll go ahead and give it a shot. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I feel like the rookie all over again trying to figure out where to go what to do where to stand where not to stand so in time i think i feel a little more comfortable but so far so good have you found yourself maybe listening to some more radio broadcasts just to, to figure out maybe some tricks or have you i mean obviously you've been around broadcasters enough i have you know what i'm doing is a little bit different uh than what i've done in the past but i have i did listen to um some older radio broadcasts. Those are the only ones that I could find on the radio for some reason. It's a, like 1985 or 86, the playoff game with uh, the St. Louis Cardinals and somebody else. Nice. But anyway, I was listening to it. But, you know, that's so long ago in the sense of how, how fast things change. So I did get an idea of how the broadcast goes and when to jump in a little bit. It did help out, but at the same time, it's just it's not 
today. So we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Well, you know your baseball, as Bob Melvin was telling us today. Like you're, you've always been able to analyze baseball, and that's really basically what you're going to be doing. So as long as yourself, you're yourself, and you're talking about baseball, it seems like a match made in heaven. I think that part's going to be okay. It's just the the timing, the learning. Um, how to be able to double dutch in there, you know, <laughs> and jump out, get in, get out. I think that's the main thing. Um, not touching your headset, learning right. to throw, oh, learning true. how to stuff. Yeah. You know, those little things that don't have to do so much with the game, but have to do with being a, a better broadcaster. You know, those those little things. Yeah, I think you have to learn to like wave your hand, like, hey, let me talk. <laughs> Which is kind of what you did in center, so it's kind of be the same, really. What do you think about it? That's the first time that I've heard that. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. kind of like wave. It's me. It's me now. I'll just wait my turn. We'll yeah. see. You know, and I'm all ears, you know, just like um, in the game, take all the criticism and advice that you can get and uh, take it all in, learn from it, and then figure out what's going to work for you. And then go from there. I think this could be a very great next career for you because you've always had a lot to offer. I know you've been coaching mm -hmm. too. How mm -hmm. do you like the coaching aspect of it? Is that something you could see continuing on doing? I enjoy the coaching side of it. At the high school level, you're more than just a coach. You're a psychiatrist, a mechanic, a grounds crew. I mean, you, you really do it all. Financial advisor, you do with your guidance counselor. I mean, it's, it's the works. But, um, you know, the kids that I have, they're really good kids they work hard i love uh, the group of kids that i have it's shadow hills high school up in indio uh they hustle they work hard i think that we're starting to believe or we're starting to find us we're starting to find ourselves who we are and it's been fun it's been fun i enjoy it it's a lot of work and i think um <clears throat> the main thing is with high school i think probably in general is everybody believes that their kid is the best and so do i i have four of them i think that all of them are, are, are the best so i understand that but there's only nine starting spots and to be able to delegate and talk and and, and keep everybody happy as a manager or, or a coach that's the difficult part so i realize how hard of a job it is not just with that but with the other aspects as well yeah so you got renewed appreciation for Mel melvin who i know you've always been close to anyway but yeah yeah he does a, he does a great job well, have a lot of fun, Coco. We'll all be listening. Thanks so much for joining us. All right, thanks, sir. You can hear Coco Crisp on 33 of the A's radio broadcasts this year. Thanks so much for listening to the A's Plus podcast. Our producer today was King Kaufman. We will be back later in the week with a talk with new A's starter Marco Estrada and with Ken Rosenthal of Fox Sports and The Athletic. A's Plus is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is the editor-in-chief. If you like this show, please subscribe, tell a friend, or give us a review. Follow me on Twitter, at Susan Slusser, or you can email me at sslusser at sfchronicle.com. Support A's Plus and a lot of great journalism with a subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle. There are print and digital editions. Find out more at sfchronicle.com slash subscribe.